Welcome to another episode of the Strategy Fabric podcast, where we talk about outcomes rather than technologies, the why as much as the how. I'm Darren Forwell, your host for today's conversation. And today I'm joined by someone I um, I met at an automation meetup in London and realised we had a common interest in network automation, not just in the tech, but as a catalyst for change. Uh, Campbell, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey Darren, thanks very much for having me. And yeah, Campbell Gregory, uh, founder of CRG Technology. And yeah, as you said, met at the uh, automation conference and we've had a few discussions up to date. And I think realizing that there's a, a catalyst for change, you know, in the in the way in which automation is done, we found you know many commonalities in how that's done. So looking forward to discussing with you and seeing where this goes. So so you've mentioned you've founded your own company basically to 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 deliver this uh, this this different approach do you want to give us a little bit of a of an origin story there yeah absolutely so you know i've been in the industry probably you know 5 6 years now i think uh, a lot of my time was spent you know in the reseller space and on the sales side you know and seeing where the industry was going how things were working and late side of 2022 decided to found crg technology uh, with the aim of differentiating ourselves doing things slightly differently uh, i think you know the it uh, space and transformation space is enormous uh, and kind of what i boiled down to was there's there's an opportunity for me to kind of use my innovative thinking and forward thinking approach to to be different and to differentiate and i think what a better time to be starting you know a business now where we've got a clean slate to build uh, and with everything that's going on in the world you know with regards to automation ai all of that kind of stuff really exciting time to be building uh, a technology business uh, and i think you know with my background and where it's going crg you know was founded on the principle of you know being the best but being super innovative super transparent with our customers uh, and showing value you know ideally from day one <laughs> as great sales pitch but but i suppose the, the the point with all of this is that you mentioned a couple of times there are that the timing is right as much as anything i think we've been we've been doing networking more or less the same way in terms of operations for decades really um and it's time for a bit of, of original thinking i guess right yeah i think it's you know it's original thinking and we we spent the last 12 months really feeling the market out, seeing right. what's been going on. And I think a big part of my job and my role for the business is, is making sure we're going in the right direction. You know, and sometimes I do question it, you know, on the plane to to Denver, <laughs> to to the automation conference. I sat next to someone, you know, who was on the way to the supercomputing conference. And wow. I think there were 12, 12 and a half thousand people attending supercomputing, you know, and I think we had, you know, 350 yeah, uh, yeah. automation forum. And you kind of go, hang on, you know, are we going in the right direction? But I think, you know, for what what we're doing in terms of being niche and bringing um, network automation to the forefront, there's no better time, in my opinion, than now. You know, the timing is right if we look at where the market's going, you know, and it's it's also a market that whilst it might not be the most exciting market for everyone, the network is a foundation that is not going anywhere anytime it's soon. And that's really interesting for us because it, it gives us a solid foundation. I always I always think of it as as it doesn't matter what 
technologies a company uses, whether they're in the cloud, whether they're hybrid, whether they're on-prem, whether they 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 don't deliver any service, they still consume it. And what's the one technology group that that's needed to consume any other technology? It's it's the network, right? Well, and I think that also brings an element of opportunity for us. You know, so many businesses have gone into charging down the cloud route and, you know, whilst cloud might seem easy and it might be, you know, relatively straightforward to be spinning up these networks, you know, you can spin up a cloud environment, okay, relatively painless. But, you know, when you start integrating that back into your traditional networking and you start adding on layers of security and segmentation and, commonality of tools across cloud and you know, traditional infrastructure, you really start getting into the guts of how complex this can be for organizations. And I think that, again, is an opportunity for us where some organizations, not necessarily by choice, they had to adopt cloud you know, for, for various reasons. Uh, and there's a, a point in the market now where they kind of looking back at traditional networking um, and going, how do we stitch these two together? How do we make sure our teams are working you know, across platforms, because a cloud networking team and a traditional networking team, in my opinion, should be the same team as the network, you know, and yeah. where we put these assets and how we consume them, it, it should be a commodity. But right now, it's, it's quite challenging to, to from, consume. Yeah, it's far from it, right? And I think, and and even even with all the automation and everything, people need the guidance, I guess, to, to, to take them in the right direction. Now, we had a bit of a, a, a byline on the on the uh, subject for this podcast of of uh, sticking the network from from naughty to nice. Um, what makes a network naughty then, and and how do we make it nice? Well, I think we always know it's a network fault, isn't it? I think <laughs> well, it always comes back. <laughs> so you know, I think you know, going from naughty to nice, there's so many aspects that we could look at what makes uh, what makes a network naughty and. You know, it could be as simple as, you know, availability, you know, it could be any downtime disruptions to the business. It could be just inconsistency, I think, is a big challenge for some organizations. Um, so I think one of the beauties we found is, you know, networks are naughty because they are complex. They are ever evolving. That Things are changing, you know, so given half the chance they do, they are led astray. And I think one of the things of, you know, having a naughty network is it is one of those things where, if you don't have visibility, if you don't have control, if you aren't putting the process and the people, you know, and the structure around these networks, they can quite quickly sprawl, you know, and then it becomes a real challenge for, for organizations to to manage them. Uh, and I don't think anyone's ever gone into, oh, I've got a nice network because <laughs> it's it's one of those things where, you know, no one really gets that opportunity to start Greenfield and start from scratch and have the perfect network with the perfect team and perfect technology. So. I think it's always it's, ambitious. It's almost like they, there's there are nice bits, right? Sometimes oh, yeah. <laughs> when you when you get the chance to refresh them, but um, yeah. but they might only may only stay nice for so long because they get led astray by the rest of the network, right? So, well, and and that's the thing you mentioned when you get a chance to refresh them, and I've seen, I mean, organisations get a chance to refresh the land, you know, and they go and buy the most amazing Ferrari of the land, the campus environment, and you know, then the the wider network doesn't really live up to yeah. that standard. So it's the, the network as a whole, you know, is, is challenging to to wrap one's head around and, and see where it's going. But, uh, and you do have moments, you know, if you're an infrastructure team and you get, you know, relatively blank check to go and buy a new 
portion of the network, you, you're really excited, but then it starts getting, you know, challenging to integrate that into the wider wider ecosystem. And, and I guess, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got one bit that's fantastic and the rest that's a bit shonky. Um, the symptoms of that are, are the same as if the whole lot was rubbish, right? And that's the thing. I mean, end of the day, we can be the most advanced, we can be the most technical, we can have the most amazing, you know, tool sets and complexity in the back end. If that user arrives at the office and has poor connectivity or poor experience, the network's rubbish, you know, and, and this is the challenge is really trying to simplify the network, make it consumable, make it easy. Um, because at the end of the day, we also live in a world where, you know, I've got one gig up, one gig down at home. It's a privilege to be living, yeah. you know, at this level, you know, of networking and to go back into a corporate environment and not have the same experience. I think users now are far more empowered to say the network, yeah. you know, is, is not living up to expectations. So yeah, I was going to say those, those expectations are high, aren't they? And, and, you know, and given that the network has, you know, literally in a couple of decades has become foundational to all of the other technologies that we deploy. You, you've got that expectation is real and 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 needs, you know, we need to be delivering it. It's, it's as simple as that, I suppose, isn't it? So, so what are the first steps? I mean, obviously, if you if your network isn't what you need it to be, how do we how do we go about making it that so? So I think in in my personal approach and kind of what I've seen and, and part of you know founding the business was we need visibility we uh, and we need a, a an easy way to kind of get a health check on on the network because the network is is there to be consumed it's a key piece of infrastructure but at the end of the day it doesn't quite attract the same budgets as cloud and you know cyber security and some of those other budget line items so. What we needed was, you know, a tool to be able to come in uh, and run uh, effortlessly um, in a customer's environment and give us an indication uh, or, you know, we talk about network assurance all the time. Sure. What is the network doing? Because it can be up, it can be up 100% of the time, but is it delivering based on the business goals? Is it delivering as per the design? You know, we can go into a whole long discussion, you know, on its own based on design um delivered intent and you know those kind of things but what we needed was a quick and easy way to go into a customer's environment that we don't know and provide a health check uh, and I think that's where I spent a lot of time you know on the sales side of things for, um, working very closely you know with with engineering you know I love kind of getting under the hood of it was 12 o'clock at night and guys were making <laughs> firewall changes and stuff and I was going hang on what's that or trying to you know, yeah, understand yeah, yeah. really what the engineers are doing on a day-to-day -day basis to to make changes. Yeah. And I think what I twigged quite early on in my career was that customers aren't looking, in my opinion, aren't looking for those very shiny, you know, new tools. They they want their network to be functioning. They want it to be secure, yeah. and they want it to be delivering for the business. Uh, and what we were able to do, you know, using IP Fabric, was you know implemented in a customer's environment. And have a full understanding, you know, within a matter of days of what was good, what was bad, how we can prioritize resource, yeah. you know, what was uber critical. And I think the best thing was to do that manually. It, it was just too hard, you know. And by the time we got around to it, I ended up with like screenshots of some random <sighs> poor switch and a dodgy config. And you're going, 
by the time you've communicated that to the procurement channel, the head of yeah, infrastructure, yeah. whoever you're speaking to, it's gone full circle and you've received a purchase order to remediate that. And this has probably changed. <laughs> so, I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah. it, it takes so long. <laughs> no, I mean, as a consultant before I was with IP Fabric, I, I spent many a month on a on a data center floor or pulling cables through, a, you know, in a in a in a, a dusty old broom cupboard, whatever it was, in order to 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 understand what what an existing network looked like. Never mind putting new stuff in. Um, and as you say, it takes so long. By the time you get around to it, you know, and and actually publicize it, things will have changed and moved on. So um, you know that constant uh, change that, and it's and it's not. It's not even intentional change a lot of the time, right? It's it's things stuff happens, right? And you need to be able to 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 sort of keep a grasp of that. So, and then I guess you need as you go ahead and remediate and transform, you need to be able to track that and understand that and ensure it's consistent and so on. Yeah, exactly that. And I think you know a big part of you know the end goal you know for us is taking customers on this automation journey. And I think it's it's for us it's key to break down what that looks like because it, it's not somewhere you're going to get to quickly i think we kind of come in there there's there are quick wins yeah. but in terms of being able to walk into a customer's environment and say we're going to automate this and make it all you know perfect within six months 12 months um it's just not it's not going to happen so you know, I think what we've identified is that we can really bring that network assurance side of things and stability and simplicity through using tool sets and through proactive discussions and design-led discussions, you know, and things like that. So what we were able to do is kind of lead with IP Fabric, instantly get a good health check, you know, on the network. We can get diagrams, documentation, everything, you know, in a, in a very easy and straightforward yeah. uh, and commercially reasonable, you know, way yeah. that um we can then even without as a business throwing huge amounts of resource you know at a at a company or we we can quite quickly make a decision where we can send reports to senior management and, and give them a uh, an idea of what a remediation plan looks like yeah. and, and at the same time we can be highlighting very low level uh, issues in the network to engineering so I think yeah, it's that ability I guess, I guess you've got for a, us. A good breadth there, haven't you, of of, uh, of capability? Because you're saying, right, to to the to the network engineers, right, you've got a bunch of of issues around, I don't know, configuration, state of of interfaces, or whatever, cabling problems, topology issues, whatever. But the higher level, you're saying, look, now you know you've got a tool that 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 is enabling your your network teams to, to give you a higher level of information about the availability of the network, the, the that functionality. Um, you've you've already sort of pushed the needle to the right straight away, right? But then then I suppose beyond that, it's changing the way that people actually continue that operation. So you mentioned already automation. Um, you know that that becomes a big part of big part of it. But not all of it, right? And that's the the thing that that we we talked about before. Yeah, and I think I mean it's we've got the ability to come in, you know, run IP Fabric, get a very good understanding of the network, um, and then over time we can also measure change and report on change, because also we don't want to be marking our own homework. I think we want to be partnering with a tool that 
you know, whilst we partner very closely with IP Fabric, it is it does give us you know independence in terms of who is marking our homework, um, and we've got a common point of what does could look like. So you know, immediately yes. you run the report, you've got your green, amber, reds. You know, as long as we're turning reds to to ambers and ambers to green over a period of time, we can quite quickly show the impact we're having within the network, and I think. That plays out really well in terms of longer, more strategic transformation programs. Uh, and I think, you know, where I see the benefits, you know, long term is we are genuinely partnering with customers. We're, yeah. we're not in the sense we're not selling IP fabric as a product. We are using IP fabric as a key tool set for CRG. And then if the customer likes it, which nine times out of 10, they, they do, <laughs> they go, do you mind leaving this here? Because yeah. it's been extremely helpful. Uh, and I think that's where we want to be leading with software with a service yeah. and the software piece is important, but that service piece to customers is even more important because it's, as you're saying, now we can go in there and, you know, we can tell them how good the network is, but how we fix it and how we do all of that as part of our professional services engagement, you know, how we use new features, how we forward planning two, three years in advance, you know, we, we can go in and fix a spanning tree issue, you know, in, in a week. Yeah. But in, in 12 months from now, 24 months from now as a business, we can be positioning a whole redesign of the yeah. entire network. And I think that's, you know, that's important for us is that we're seen as trusted advisors in that space. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because yeah. I, I think of it in, in like this knowledge pyramid thing, right, of saying, well, look, you've, you've got, it's great having the data to to, to be able to to sort of do the, the minutiae, right, to say, that that little thing needs fixing that little thing needs fixing or whatever but then it's about building um you know extracting the information from that data which gives you that that bit more insight but then really building knowledge about what the network is about and what it's what you're doing with it um by bringing context from other places by 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 bringing the knowledge of the and the experience of yourselves coupled with the, the knowledge and experience of the folks that, uh, you know, at the vendor in order to, to actually deliver something that's far more valuable than just that raw data as well. I think that that becomes a, an interesting part of the uh, part of the process, right? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's important for us to remain independent. It's important yeah. for us to, to be innovating. Uh, and I, I've had a customer come to me and say, oh, if only I had the budget to go and buy that vendor they really wanted to but when it comes down to skills and it comes down to rate of change and it comes down to you know the the people and the process we spoke about it's not that easy to to be doing that so from our perspective where we see kind of assurance and orchestration coming to life long term is simplifying the network getting the network back to a state in which in my view we're trying to leave customers better off and with tool sets to manage their own network because yeah, that, I like sleeping at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that's the key, though, isn't it? Because, because, yeah. and and I know people talk about this idea of simplifying the network, um, but in reality, a lot of the complexity that we have has to be there in order to deliver the kinds of services we want. We we need cloud, therefore we need to make sure it's part of their network. We need to have flexibility around our WAN, so we need an SD WAN solution. We need, you know, so the the complexity that's inherent in having these different networks and stitching them together is almost a necessity. But 
what we need is is process and and tooling and whatever it is in order to be able to manage that complexity and that's and that's the trick i think here isn't it yeah and i think okay we we're not shying away from complexity because we we love complexity where it's necessary but i think we've i've seen customers where you know the direction from the top is let's tag an endpoint on the edge and make sure that that translates all the way to the data center and we can do all this amazing complex stuff um but fundamentally the design doesn't allow for it yeah so yeah I think that's where, in terms of simplicity, we want to take a step back, look at the entire network as a whole, yeah, yeah. you know, look where customers have kind of consumed cloud, look where customers have gone on their SD-WAN, now SASE, now the whole evolution of what's been happening at these different layers is is challenging. And yeah. not one single vendor's all got it right at the same time. So where you kind of back a vendor, they drop a key piece of that, and all of a sudden you've got <laughs> another third party in the middle there, and that ambition to tag something at the edge and let it go all the way to the data center is gone because that yeah. piece of technology sits in the middle not impossible you know by, by no, any but means, it's but but it's but it's training someone else to to know and understand that it's getting the knowledge again and and understanding how they stitch together and all of that isn't it it's yeah. um as 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 a network person trying to maintain all of that in my head used to give me brain ache you know because you, you you just cognitive overload of having all of these different technologies understanding how they're all stitched together and whatever in a in a relatively small environment you know even that is is tough so to be able to do it in some of the some of the bigger enterprises for example it's that sounds horrendous it's it's extremely challenging uh, and i think that's where you know what we what we are trying to achieve with our customers is being extremely transparent uh, I think we want to, uh, you know, just kind of let them know where it's going to hurt. You know, yeah. some some of these transformations are possible, but you're going to have to go through some some areas of change, and that might be people change, technology change, you know, all these various aspects. But I think what what we're seeing, uh, and again for us in the market, the enterprise space is a great space to play in because ultimately you've got the people and the budgets to deliver yeah. large transformation. Uh, I think when you start tearing down. You know, enterprises to kind of more commercial, mid-market-sized customers. Um, it, it's you know, extremely challenging to to stay on top of all of this and stay on top of BAU and stay on top of how you're going to, you know, see what's going on in your in your network. You've outsourced a portion of your network which you thought was a good idea. Now you've lost control and visibility, yeah, yeah. and you know, quite quickly you can you can have that naughty network coming back in, and right. people are going, yeah. oh. You know, I, I remember when I used to be able to <laughs> jump on the firewall and, and implement change within a reasonable period of time. Now I'm waiting, you know, for someone to acknowledge that. And, you know, there's various aspects of yeah, how yeah, this yeah. all comes comes together. So, you know, I think for us, it's um, getting back to basics. You know, we like complexity where there, where there is a need for complexity, but also what we like to do is take a step back and go, what are we trying to achieve? How are we going to do it? There's best of breed technology vendors, you know, all over the place, some with better integrations than others. You know, and I think what we want to try and do is let the customers take a breath and and not a dig at consultancies, but we've also seen, you know, big non-technical consultancies come in and say, well, this is the way, you know, go to cloud, go and do all these amazing things. Yeah. Um, but without understanding the underlying complexity of delivering that change and easier said than done sometimes.
Yeah, and and I guess I guess the context, um, you know, of the the, the organisation as well, right? In term in terms of what technologies they've had before, where you know what that transformation looks like, um, how you stay on top of that network during the transformation, whatever, you know, you've you've got so many other aspects to to sort of manage and deal with there. Exactly, yeah, and I think again going back to what IP Fabric has allowed us to do through the approach with snapshotting, you know, and the ability to kind of uh, record change, manage change, visualize the change. I think also one of the greatest features, you know, of IP Fabric is ultimately we're playing in a database. So yeah. a lot of these organizations and a lot of these other tools have right capability. And that becomes quite scary when you, you know, are testing and playing around with your network. You, you don't want to, negatively impact your network so what we've been able to do with the intent checks and things like that is ultimately you know, really get into the guts of what the network is without inflicting any damage you know to yeah. the production network and i think that also brings a huge level of confidence you know into uh, engineering um and i think the most feedback i think we've gotten around our approach with ip fabric is that we're we're adding almost another engineer into the mix without right. bringing a physical person in there. And, and we, we're almost augmenting skills. So someone who, again, in these smaller organizations doesn't have a whole team you know, behind them. They've got a long list of things to do. They've got BAU to keep up with. And what an amazing place to go and capture a point in time reference and see what it was last week or see what it is today and see what changed. And quite quickly, they see the value because that yeah. would have to be, you know, normally tap on the shoulder to another member of the team. Do you mind investigating this? And and we had it the other day. There was something with a printer plugged in on the one of the floors, and the guy phoned me up. He said, "I've just used this tool. It's amazing." You know, I was I, I was able to restore what the config was last week based on you know all these things. And all of a yeah, sudden, yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily about the complexity of the change because there's other ways to achieve that. It was just the simplicity that he could log onto the portal and get his job done faster. Yeah. yeah, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do is complement people, process, and all of that with the best of breed tools with an API-first approach, make life easier where we can, because why not? We live in a day and age where we can use these tools, we can do things faster. I'm learning my way around a Python SDK, but <laughs> I think it's one of those things where, you know, if I can do it nowadays and, and having not been technical, it... We, we live in a world where we can introduce a lot of change relatively quickly um, to complement the way people work. These tools aren't replacing people. They are making people's jobs faster so they can have more strategic discussions about where we take the network in year two or three. Yeah, no, I think you've, uh, you've, you've kind of rounded that off quite nicely in terms of the explaining why automation is not a bad thing, right? Um, you know, it's not going to replace people's jobs. You know, we, I think we've established that now. So uh, anyone who thinks it is, you know, think again. Because, you know, it's called progress, right? I think that's something that we've been living with, yeah. certainly uh, our generation for, um, uh, yeah, for long enough. So, um, I could, listen, I could go on talking for hours. Um, I've got so many other questions here that I'm thinking, um, yeah, we could do it. We could take this uh, uh, way further, um, but I'm conscious of uh, of time. Um, so I'm going to just ask you my final question, Campbell. Um, what's Santa bringing you this year? 
<laughs> Normally I'm getting lump of coal by this time, but I think <laughs> oh, it's... <laughs> No, I think from obviously IP Fabric and, and CRG are working extremely closely together. And one of the exciting things we've got is uh, working towards Cisco Live. And we've got uh, proof of concepts running with IP Fabric where we can come in, install the tool, take you through the whole process. And, you know, I think for us as a business, we, we're hoping to spread some of that festive cheer by just enabling people to actually go on holiday because we can go and, and see what's going on in the network and capture the network. And you know what, if I go and run IP fabric in a tool and it brings back all greens, then everyone's getting a pretty happy Christmas. Uh, so that sounds like, it sounds like a great set of lights for the tree, right? That's, that's what we're bringing. So, you know, fr from our perspective, looking forward to the partnership, you know, growing these solutions and also just introducing people to the product. It can be quite overwhelming to, run through some of these proof of concepts but you know we we're hopefully bringing a, a new way you know of innovating to to our customers to the market and if anyone's got any questions or even just wants to see you know any aspects of the of the platform they must just give us a shout we're open up until christmas so uh, just it. in time <laughs> love, love, love the nice little plug there at the end awesome um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, all your all contact details and everything hopefully will be in the in the notes to accompany this anyway. So uh, if anyone does want to speak to you, we'll uh, we'll pass them through. Um, listen, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, to catching up in the new year. I know you've got a bit of a an extended break, hopefully over over this the uh, festive season. So uh, all the best for that, and all the best to your family. And um, yeah, have a great uh, have a great Christmas. Thanks very much, Darren. Great speaking to you as always. And yeah, to everyone listening, have a great uh, festive time uh, and we'll see you in the new year and building up Cisco Live. Looking forward to that as well. Awesome. Should be fun. Take Cheers, care. Darren. <laughs>